Welcome to another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. It's TJ here with my boy Jimbo. Yeah, big Jimbo in the cut, and yes. our guest uh, today, Phil. Yes, we got Philip Music in the house. Yo, introduce yourself for a second. My name is Philip Music. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Who you are? Like what? What, what you're okay. about? So I'm a basketball skills trainer, basketball coach. I grew up in Toronto. I was born in Serbia. I've been training now for ten years. I've been doing this full time. Full time trainer. I train athletes from all levels, from middle school, high school, professional, college players. Um, I do this seven days a week. So yeah, I'm a basketball trainer, basketball coach. Do you have like who's like the biggest name you've trained? Do you have like a like a him? I, I think biggest I met name? One the other day. I met one of his boys the other day. He met one of my guys the other day. Yeah, Jovan Milicevic. But the biggest guy that I worked on was probably Patrick Patterson, who used to play for the Raptors okay, yep, on yep. the OKC Thunder. But I mean, like in terms of the guys I have right now, there's probably four guys that I'd say are the biggest names. Xavier Lee, who's at Princeton. Michael Nwoko, who's at Miami University. Jovan, who's going to be going to New Mexico. And then um, there's one more that I'm forgetting right now. Those three, Nigel Hilton, who's at a Division Two, And then Andreas, who's in Florida. So those five all mm-hmm. are going to, you know... Make it to a far. They're level. on the come up. They're on They're the on watch the list. They're, They're on, on the, the watch list. No, they're really okay. good. I, I watch a lot of them too, and it, to see like from year to year how he gets them, he gets them right for sure. Mm-hmm. But one thing I really wanted to ask you though is, um, you know, because uh, we got like a basketball expert in the building, I want to ask your predictions on the upcoming Raptors season. Okay. Especially because I know the new head coach. <laughs> you said you have like a personal relationship with him, right? Yeah. So tell me, what do you think? Like, what what, what kind of basketball are we going to see from the guys, and how do you think it's going to turn out? I think we're going to see a lot of ball movement this year. Less isolation basketball last year. It was a lot of ISO basketball with Pascal Siakam and all these other guys. They didn't really play as a team. Mm-hmm. So I think this year you're going to see that change. And, you know, guys are going to play together and they're going to want to play with each other. And um, the ball is going to move. The offense is going to be free flowing. And, um, yeah, guys are going to want to play for a coach like that. He's a player's coach. Yeah, 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 I feel that. Honestly, like, it's funny that you said, like, the less ISO Watching the Raptors the past couple of years has been so frustrating because we don't really have ISO players. It's not like we have Kyrie and KD. Yeah. yeah. And then to see these guys running ISOs, it's like, bro, I don't ever want to see a Scotty Barnes ISO again in my life. I don't ever want to see a Pascal Siakam ISO. He's okay. If there's anyone on our team that could get an ISO, Pascal Siakam a couple times a game. But that's it. I don't want to see these other guys getting solos. Like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel I feel that. So, what is your prediction for the Raptors, like, like uh, record wise? Like, do you guys see us like first, like ballot? Uh, um, first ballot. Sorry, sorry. First <laughs> round, like knockout, like so, what we usually do, or what? Like, if you look at the Raptors roster, it's pretty much shit. It's a little bit worse from last it's year weak. because we lost Fred Van Fleet. Freddy. But you know, I think they're gonna do well just because they're gonna play a different style of game. I don't think. And I could be wrong. I don't think players really wanted to play for Nick Nurse at the end of last year. You know, I don't know what went on, but you could just see it. Guys gave up. Yeah. And when your players give up on you, then it's hard to win games, no, no matter who's on the floor. So Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So I don't know if you've watched it, Pod, but we usually started off with, like, a would you rather. For, so for this one, I brought up, like, a, like, what would you rather watch in a sense? Like, what do you think is better? What, like, out of the four major sports, what do you think has the best playoff atmosphere? Okay. So out of NBA, NHL, uh, MLB, or yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So who do you have? Like, what do you think has the best, like, vibe for, like, playoff scenes? What sport? NBA. You think the NBA does? Yeah. Okay, so, Jimmy, what about you? What do you think is the best playoff atmosphere? Because right now, baseball's going on, and it is fucking scenes. Like, I don't know if you yeah, saw, like, the I other night that happened. Yo, bro, on. baseball playoffs is crazy to watch. I don't watch anything but NBA. So Nothing. that's why I say really? NBA, NBA well, say and EuroLeague. That's all I watch. I, I swear it gets crazier in Serbia than it does in the NBA. No, no, but you asked me about NBA yeah. NHL. In terms of the craziest atmosphere, you got to go to a game in Serbia. Oh, okay. that's Where the best the fans in the world. Yeah. Craziest stuff. Like here, basketball games are like, you know, yeah, people are drinking Coke, you know, they're eating popcorn, <laughs> which is great. But over there, you know, you're fighting for your life. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, guys, the, guys seen... have gotten... Killed in games. Yeah, I've seen like the That's clips of uh, like the people in the crowd with the big flares going. <laughs> no. and the shit. You got like go to go to game, game before you die. It's yeah. Serbia. You got to go. I'm going to go, but I got to go with some protection. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my part two for a question for that was, what is your your most memorable, in your opinion, your most memorable basketball playoff memory? 
that I the that, that you've I've watched. watched. Like it doesn't have to be live, but like that you. Kawhi seen. Leonard. You think Kawhi yeah, Leonard Kawhi shot Leonard when he made that shot? That's an by far, technical shot. It's not even close to me. You don't think the history of the city, man? It doesn't compete with like a Dame Lillard half court over Paul no. George. No, no, no. That no. was Kawhi Leonard. Deadly. Because if Kawhi didn't make that shot, we maybe don't get a championship. We That's for sure so, don't get a championship. Exactly. You guys are coming so, with the Toronto bias on this. Well, Northern Ruckus, man. Come on, I don't know. I so I'm like obviously I'm a football guy, and I thought like we were me and my friends were talking about this earlier this week, and I was like. Nothing could compare to NFL atmosphere. Because, like, do you remember that Stefan Diggs touchdown against the Saints? Yeah. Where he gets the ball, like, the guy misses the tackle, no time left, walk-off touchdown. For sure, for sure. It's emotional, that, for sure. Anytime you watch the replay for that, you still get the yeah, chills. Yeah, but, like, walk-off home runs, I get the same type of chills. Yeah. Game-winning baskets. Whenever it's, the, whenever it's, like, the time running out, that's when shit is I remember craziest. watching that shit live. It was insane. I yeah. don't watch football. <laughs> I don't know anything about football. He has to stay focused. I, I got a would you rather for you too, actually. Um, I was thinking, as a trainer, right? Yeah. Would you rather a kid comes in, let's say we're talking about young kids, mm-hmm. 9, 10 years old. Would you rather a kid comes in and he has all the skills in the world, but he's like, you know, a shorter kid on the shorter side, not as athletic? Or would you rather someone bring you a really athletic kid and he has actually, absolutely no ball skills at all? Mm-hmm. Well, I would definitely say it's easier to teach a kid skill than it is to teach a player how to like be quick and be athletic, right? Because that stuff, it's harder to teach. And I say you can't teach size. If you're 6'10", and if you're 5'11", obviously you have a higher chance to make it if you're 6'10", right? So it's like I would rather, doesn't matter, but I would rather, you know, let's say if it's a taller guy, it's they're easier to work with because... Then he just got to get his skills right. Yeah, he's already six ten, seven foot. He's got to develop the skills. When you're five eleven, there's a lot of five eleven guards out there in the world. Yeah. So how are you going to separate yourself? One hundred percent. Marquise Noel is five foot eight. Raptors drafted him second round, or I think he went undrafted. I like him. I like him too. I think he's going to be great. But like, how many six foot under guys are there in the NBA? There's Handful. not that many. Handful. So it's easier when you're taller. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Isn't there like a stat where it's like you have like a 16% chance of making the NBA if you're over seven feet? It's That's, something crazy like just, that. Just in general, like yeah, 16% of people over 16, seven feet? 16, 16% of people over, I think, I'm pretty sure I saw Probably like, like 16 North Americans, not No, in the world. Over. Bro, think about the footers Bro, in the NBA, like they're not I'm saying really if you're American. in Pakistan, you're seven feet. But you're not slim, seven slim feet chances. in Pakistan, you know what I mean? Now, if you look at the NBA, they're looking for size and skill. Yeah. Seven footers now bringing up the ball. Victor Vembanyama, seven four. We've never seen a player like yeah. that. So bro, they I want think, guys that are tall. But he was made in the lab, no Jimmy? I think he, bro, he's <laughs> amazing. I've been watching him because I was skeptical playing in France. Now that I've seen the preseason... This guy's gonna be the goat. <laughs> I'm telling you. You think I, so, bro? I've never bro, seen he, someone play basketball. But like he that. looks so fragile. Yeah, but people say that. People were saying that about KD when he came in the league. Sure, that's true. It's basketball. It's not like football. Like you're not allowed to tackle guys. It's a skill based game. But and because he is so skilled, he's not trying to use his height as an advantage. He does use it, but in a skillful way. Like you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I think he's gonna be the first player to get a, a quadruple double since uh, David Robinson, 1994. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Not, I think he's going to get it this year in his rookie season. He's, he's going to get it in his rookie season. He's for sure going to have a 10-block game. All he has to do is score 10 points and get uh, 10 rebounds that same game. It's really the assist that's going to get him. But if he knows that he has the three of them, is looking like mm-hmm. he's going to get it, he'll just start dishing the ball out because yeah. he's so skilled, bro. He can do whatever he wants out there. I got Again, I don't know. Like um, I'm not too hyped on him because I feel like there's always this hype around big players all the time. Like I think a KD... Is a more rounded he's a basketball seven foot player. Four KD. Yeah, but he yeah. KD's a seven foot KD. Like you know what I mean? He's six ten, six eleven. Four inches no, taller he's like than four inches taller, and his arms are. You think, super he's, you think he's as skillful though? Yeah, he's bro. As I've, skillful. Bro, as I've KD. seen him do crazy things skill wise. Maybe not <laughs> as, but he's very close. Close to, to like KD's skill there, level. Bro, he, he shot a three. The three missed. He went and did a put back dunk on the three, bro. <laughs> never seen a player like him. Yeah. So you think nuts. he's gonna be like groundbreaking? Like I think 100%. he's gonna be a superstar, like best player in the NBA in a few years. Mm. Yeah, by far. He has that potential. Of course, I think he has the potential, but it's like, he has to work at the out. Team. And I think he's gonna also stay healthy. Guys say he's gonna get injured. No, he's staying healthy. Watch he his pregame routine, what he does yeah. before the game. He's barefooted on the floor doing all these stretches, exercises. They know what they're doing with him. Yeah, because they know, know that's what the, they're no, doing. That's an investment, right? You have to yeah, protect the it, investment. That, and I'm telling you, he has the work ethic to go with it. Everything they say to him, he's like, all right, let's do it. Everything. And then plus, now look at what his coaching staff. He has Pop. Come on, it's a perfect situation. But it's, yeah, I guess. I that's understand. Why Pop I understand. stayed with the Spurs. He was going to retire. <laughs> you think he so? He said, I got Victor. Yeah, he signed a five-year contract, $80 million. Pop's like, I don't do you know, know how Pop? old he is. I see the Hooli, the Hooli uh, sign right here. You know Pop? He's a Hooli too, no? He's a big hooli. <laughs> He's a big hooli. You know what? I haven't told many people the story, and because 
But so my dad, everybody used to call my dad Popovich mm -hmm. because he looks exactly like Popovich. If you know my dad, you know. Okay. My dad's mom's last name is Popovich. And my dad's mom and Popovich, they're from the same city back home. Okay. So now I don't know if they're related or not because I don't know. I can't prove it. But maybe there's a good chance. I'm sure if you hop so if on I the see phone Popovich people, I'm going to talk to him about it. Especially because the ball to. flows through the blood, right? So it's like... If it's balls in the, the ball <laughs> flows to the blood, coach to coach type shit. You should change your last name to Popovich. Uh, <laughs> get, I like music. Get, get some credibility in the ball scene. Yeah. <laughs> you guys related? Uh, I don't yeah, know. Lots of credibility. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> extra bro, cred. Yeah, extra cred. They'll be like, yo, are you related to Pop? He's like, ah, it might be. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? I think I am, though. I think so, too. But I have to. I see the similarities. Sure. So 23 and me's, huh? huh? You got to go do some 23s and me's. Yeah. No, nah, that's funny, though. <laughs> Hey, so I have a quick question, just random. Uh, Serbians, you uh -huh. guys consider yourselves like white, or are you guys more like European? Kind of like you know, like well, what is what? What is do exactly? you see him as, Jimmy? Well, I'm Eastern I, European. Eastern European. I yeah. always, I always thought, yeah, I always thought if it was white. So, yeah. but I don't know. Like, do you guys not consider yourselves white or what? I mean, I don't know. I look pretty white, <laughs> right? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. not I sure. Don't on, know. I'm not sure on a map even where it is. Type shit. You don't know where Serbia so, is on a map. Europe, no. <laughs> So Serbia is ex-Yugoslavia. You had Serbia, Slovenia, mm. Macedonia, Bosnia, Croatia. They were all one country. Those are all? And it split up after the war. When the okay. war happened, we all split up, and now we're all separate. Mm. If we were all one country together still... Best basketball team on the planet. Best basketball team on the planet. Even today, we're top two, three in the world, but... Which one? Like Serbia? Or? Serbia, Serbia. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we finished in the World Cup. We lost in the finals to Germany without Jokic playing, without our point guard playing. So, I mean, basketball Who's level... Your point guard? Vasily Micic. Okay, yeah. He was the best player in Europe the last two years, and now he's playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And how much he's did you get paid? How much did you get paid to play in Europe? Five to six million a year overseas. It's not bad. Man. You make that like what does your average Euro player make though? Like Euro are you player are or? you making like oh well, yeah, because okay. there's so many leagues, right? So look, I know guys in Europe mm -hmm. that are making Four thousand a month, five thousand a month. One of my guys is making seven thousand a month. There's guys making a thousand a month. There's guys making thirty thousand a month. All Jeez. depends on the league you play yeah. and what level you play at. Yeah. There's some leagues that pay a lot more. Some leagues don't pay that right. much. So I don't know. You seen that viral clip of uh, I think it was like a U.S. sprinter. I want to say he was, but he was saying like I don't get why the NBA calls themselves world champions when you win the, mm -hmm. the, the, the NBA season. Yeah. What is your opinion on that as a European, knowing all the talent that, that that's out there? You can't call yourself a world champion if you won the NBA title. <laughs> yes, you might be the best team in the NBA, but you're not a world champion. When you win the world championship in basketball, like Germany won this summer, they're the world champion. Fair NBA, enough. you're playing against teams in North America. You're not playing against teams in Spain. That's <laughs> can, like can a I team, a soccer team in England calling themselves a world champion. Yeah, without even they're going not. to the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. You I, didn't play I, all the teams in the world. Can I play devil's advocate here? No. Do you, <laughs> no, I can't. Right? Ahead, yeah. Do you really think that there's another professional team out there that could beat the NBA champions? Like the Denver Nuggets, for example. Like, Do you think there's another professional team anywhere in the world that could beat Whether them? Whether they can or can't, that's not the point. You're not a world champion but you also but, have to understand jimmy sports like that's the no, whole magic it, okay. of sports is anyone for me bro for me the nfl right they win the super bowl these other teams don't even have football teams like yeah. the other countries and but stuff, basketball's played everywhere that's what i'm saying for sure for so. sure but i'm saying that but you could just look around all the international players play in the nba Jokic plays on the denver nuggets so it's just like there isn't a serbian team that could beat them there isn't what i will uh, say African though team that could beat them i like, agree but what i will say is there's teams in the euro league that can compete with teams in the nba yeah. And I, it's been proven every year. I do think that they should start to do like a Champions League. Like the Dallas like, Mavericks you know? went to Real Madrid in Spain a couple weeks ago and they lost to Real Madrid. Yeah, Luca and Kyrie didn't play that much. But NBA talent against EuroLeague talent, yeah, yeah, it's very close. It's a different game over there. Yeah. See that, See how they're talking about the midseason tournament? Um, I forget what they called it. But the midseason tournament they're trying to add to the NBA, it's like, no, they should add like a Champions League tournament. Yeah. Like, you know, see the best teams around the world face these There's guys. like Australian leagues and Chinese leagues and like it could yeah. work. Like the a Champions Inawara League. Hawks where like, LaMelo Ball played. Yeah. See, yep. like, that would be crazy. <laughs> like, I think things like that would make basketball more of a like a international sport. I think as of now, it's, it is in the sense that everybody's playing it. But like EuroLeague doesn't get the recognition. Like the fact that I'm yeah. a I'm a big sports guy in general, not huge on basketball, but I'm a big sports guy, and I know absolutely nothing about like EuroLeague and China most League people. is because 
they're not promoting it. Like no. they, like the NBA selfish with their distribution essentially. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, hindering the sport itself cuz like if you want to talk to me about soccer, like I can name like 10 teams in like every league yeah. because like I follow soccer. But for a long time soccer was the most popular sport. I feel like basketball lately, like the past 5 years have been giving soccer a run for its money. Like mm-hmm. basketball is starting to get really popular, especially here. Especially yeah. in no, Canada. especially in Canada, and yeah, in China too, and China is is. Booming. But I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, I feel like it's unfair to consider Canada and USA like a a t- a, a nation when you're competing against like European teams because, like, Croatia, for example, is like the same size as like Florida, but then it's gonna be that's a whole country that has one team, and well, USA has everybody. Bro, like, if Florida to, had they their they own had to national do what team, they had to do, bro. No, but I'm saying like it's not fair though. It's like it's like we're talking about like slow. Uh, what did you say? Like yeah, the, the big the country fo- that broke up? USSR yeah, Yugoslavia. Yeah, Yugoslavia. Like that wasn't even close to as big as America, but they would still produce way more and better talent than America because they have the bigger pool to pull from. Right. So one thing that I will say though is Serbia has a population of seven million people only. That's yeah, like the that's size what I'm saying. Of what like a that's probably smaller than Florida. Smaller yeah. than Florida. Yeah. It's like, it's like seven the size million of people. People so. was. And that's and, what know, I'm trying to say. So it's like, to comp- for you, Jimmy, to say, like, we have the best talent, blah, 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 blah. It is like, imagine America had seven leagues. Bro, and then no, you're not even understanding what I'm saying to you. I'm saying the best players from Yugoslavia play in America. In the no, American of course, League, I get that. I'm but saying. I'm saying, like, if we were to do, like, a Champions League type thing, it's like, we still have way too big of a pool to pull from. Brother, I'm saying we have the whole... The NBA is the whole world pool. If you're the best player in the world, you go play in the NBA. That's why I'm saying it isn't really discussion, but they should still have the games just for the sake of, okay, now you're officially a world champion. Brother, none of those teams will beat an NBA team. They won't. They won't. Some of them will beat some of them, but the top NBA team, the top team of the tournament will always be an NBA team. For like at least 15 years straight. That's like saying America could never lose the Olympics, but like we have before. Whenever they put their best foot forward, they don't. There was like one year where they got like a silver and that was like the world was ending. It's the same thing as Canada with hockey. If you pick the best teams in the NBA, like top 10 teams and top five teams in EuroLeague and you play under EuroLeague rules in Europe with the European fans, European game, It'll be interesting. Mm. It would be interesting. It'll I'm not saying it wouldn't be interesting. It'll I, that's be interesting. Saying, it would be worth a watch. It's just all I'm saying to you is that this, the best players from some of those because countries like, play look, in, in the NBA. Well, you can say the same argument for soccer. The best players play in the Premier League because they play like, the most. No, some of them play in Germany. Some of them no, play, but the, like, the, the most competitive league is like the Premier the League by far. Yes, exactly. By the far. Most competitive. Like if you, I agree. They, I agree. Get, they throw the bag so they get the best players. So it's yeah. like everyone's goal. Like if, for like example, like Holland, best player in the world right now, he was. In uh, the German league, yeah, but, but then they okay, they paid brother, him more brother. to come here. It's let's the same thing compare, you're saying. Let's, let's let's not compare football to basketball because you have FC Barcelona, you have Juventus. Like, come on, brother, from, nope. from Italy and from Spain. So it's like, yeah, even with oh, I'm I'm agreeing with you. The Premier League is the tops for sure, but you have guys who play in Spain, guys who play in Italy, guys who play all over the place. There's even a Russian league that's good. There's a German league that's good. Let's just not compare it, brother. It's, no, it's, but I'm just saying... It's like, like comparing bananas to apples. It's very But different. I'm explaining your point. It's like you're saying the NBA will never be beat because they pull the best talent. The Premier League pulls the best talent. They don't win Champions League every year. The Premier League Could does I say not one more thing? the NBA. Okay. That's what I'm saying to you. You're okay, a- so when you're playing the game of basketball, right? It's not always about who has the best players and the best talent. Like mm-hmm. this past summer world championship, Serbia played Canada. Canada has a great team. and yeah, But coaching. Serbia beat them. Canada had all NBA players. Serbia, this summer we had maybe, can't remember now off the top of my head, one or two NBA guys. Mm-hmm. And we beat them. So it's like team game, moving the ball on mm-hmm. offense, playing hard defense. That's how they won the game. Canada's all NBA players. Yeah. But how did Serbia lose? I know. I all know. these guys in Serbia play in Europe. So it's like... I agree with what you're saying. You know what I mean? So the coaching plays a big basketball is a team game. That's why even when we were saying like Yugoslavia back in the day was giving the USA a run for their money, it's not necessarily that Yugoslavia had so much talent. It's that they had better coaching for sure. From better a better coaching age too, and better like, style you know? of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better style of play. And that's what I was just saying. Like the magic of sport is that anyone could beat anybody on any given day. And then that's why you always want to play it out. You can't just throw a world and title. And that's why if you're an NBA, you're yeah. not a world champion. You're not a world champion because on <laughs> anyone can beat anyone. Listen, you guys, we can har- sit here and argue about hypotheticals all day. When a- when the actual tournament goes down, we know what's going to happen. Oh, whatever. The whatever. So you see, like, right now, we're going to be we're gonna be seeing arguably one of the best Team USA's that we're going to see in a while 
play in the Olympics this year. Everybody's announcing. Oh, USA is gonna win the. Olympics. All everybody's, everybody's announcing plays, they're playing. They're gonna win. Especially Le- if LeBron and Melo come, just just for like Melo, they're gonna let, make, let Melo be the Carmelo, last player on the Carmelo. team. Yeah, they you will. Think Carmelo Anthony let him play. be the last player on the team. Yeah, for sure. For why sure. would they ever let he, him? Do he has that? more minutes played for Team USA, I think, than anyone ever. Like, but yeah. no, but why would they just let him? He hasn't played in like three years. They're in talks. No, he played last year. Carmelo Anthony was on a team. Last season, I believe he was. No, it was like before. the year on the Blazers. It's been, it's been it was like year three years ago that he was on the Blazers. Doesn't matter. It's Team USA. It's different. He was on the. Oh, he's on the Lakers yeah. two years two ago. Years, yeah, two years. Yeah. Come on, brother. Melo's gonna I be just an honorary him. part of the team, and they're gonna bring back Tyson Chandler. No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well start you, Dennis Haslam, at that point. Hold yeah, but no, so I think you, I think I think Dwight Howard would be great because Dwight Howard's a great international player. He translates well. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. If you look at Canada, Team Canada, and you look at Team USA. A big problem that they did was they didn't shooting. send any real, yeah, the shooting, but they didn't send any real big men. So when it came to big lineups and a big big man, like we're they're getting bodied. but the best big men don't come from USA or Canada. They're international. They bigs. went and got Joel Embiid. USA went and got Joel. Embiid. <laughs> I don't know. USA oh, got I didn't Joel Embiid. Yeah, they did. USA yeah. got Joel Embiid. They're That's what recruiting. they need, That's, and they knew they needed that. They went. That was the first thing they addressed. LeBron. KD, Steph, they all called and said, hey, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys come play with us? Yeah. Which is crazy that he would do that, though. Like, because you know Doesn't Cameroon have a relatively decent team? No. They no, have no. Siakam and Embiid. Well, they could Embiid. have also played for France, too. Yeah, it's just not the case. You don't think Siakam and Embiid would be able to create, pull four more? Because they have their own league in, in uh, Bro, Cameroon. Bro, they wouldn't be competing for a medal. They'd just be they competing wouldn't compete for, for a No, medal, of though. course, but they can compete for like a top eight. Which is Bro, he's national, Joel national pride. He's Joel Embiid. If LeBron James calls you up and says, "Yo, fam, you want a gold medal? You want to just keep doing your thing over there? You're gonna, you're gonna say, "Yo, LeBron, Bro. I've been meaning to talk to you, fam." Okay, uh, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine mean? like ten years ago, maybe fifteen. I don't know exactly. But Steve Nash said, "I want to go win a uh, Olympics. I'm gonna go move and be an American." Would you guys not feel a type of way that our best player is out no. here abandoning us, no. not Bro, giving us a chance? Did, the, the reason why Steve Nash wasn't really all in on Team Canada is because Team Canada, to be honest. Only just got right this past couple years, really. Like, bro, Team Canada has been a mess for a long time. We've had a lot of NBA players that never wanted to play for the team because, like I said, the team's a mess. Like he said, coaching is really important in basketball, and these guys are already in the NBA. So this, all this other stuff, they play for minimum. Like the money doesn't matter when it comes to the international games. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to go play for a coach that they don't like in a system that they don't believe in. They're never gonna go do it. But that's, you, that's probably what Joel Embiid is going through. But there has to be some type of national pride, is what I'm saying. It's like. I get it. I 100% agree that, like, if you want to win, go to the best team. I understand that. But then it's like, at what point do you think that, like, especially if you're young enough, like Embiid, you can grow out your team for the next, not this Olympics, but maybe next Olympics, go get a bronze. Like, you know what I mean? That's a good topic you said about national pride because, you know, players from, like, Serbia, Slovenia, like, in Europe, we take a lot of pride playing for our country. Whereas maybe what I'm seeing, you know, people in Canada or the States don't take as much pride. Like, when you have a chance to wear your jersey, like, your country where you were yeah. born, you know, you do that stuff. Like, that's why Luca always, always plays. Luca always plays. Luca always plays. Luca never Some of these wins. guys always plays. <laughs> well, <laughs> Slovenia team wasn't that good this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear so, what you guys are saying, though, for sure. For sure, I hear what you guys are saying. Like, you, you want to represent your country and stuff. Like, I, I get that for sure. But some of these countries, is like, especially a lot of the African nations, I just saw these guys... Um, it was two soccer players right before they had a game, uh, like an international stage, like the day before they had a meeting with the, with the owners of the team or like the head coach, whatever the guy running it. And he was like, yeah, like the pay isn't really fair. Like we feel like you should be paying the players more. And then the two players who complained both got kicked off the team before, right before the game. Yeah, and wild. it's, yeah, it's super wild. And it's like, yeah, some of these African nations, brother, like it's a little corrupt and shit. No, like that's that, you know? well, like the same thing for soccer too. Like that's why Mbappe doesn't play for, I forget where he's from. Yeah, it's, this is a soccer it's like, story this, I was just yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. It's like, there's just too much corruption in sports that because there's so much money thrown around, people just want to take advantage of the situation. Also, I was going to say, look, Team USA, bro, you know how fun it is to play for that? Because you got to remember, when they came back from that uh, Redeem team, I swear that's when the whole Miami Heat thing got put together. I could be wrong, but I, like, just they have time to talk yeah. to each other. You yeah, know? you're just yeah. kicking yeah, it with yeah, the yeah. best yeah, players. They're hanging out. Yeah, you know? They don't really have a lot of a long time. All Star like Weekend that. for like a month. They don't got to cover their mouths and talk like this and stuff after the game, <laughs> you know? They could just chill. Yeah, it's All Star Weekend for a month. Like, I, I definitely think it would be fun. Like, I when I play basketball, only I only played in grade nine, but like some of the funnest times are just going to tournaments. You just go to tournaments, you play for a bit, but then yeah. the times <laughs> after it in the locker room, just chick, kicking with the dogs and shit. 100%. That was the mad, the, like the most fun part about basketball. And football, you don't have that shit because your team's too big. Yeah, basketball's yeah. a team of 10, 12 people. So it's <laughs> like we're moving by ourselves. Coach says, "Okay, meet us at the game." We have to take the bus there by ourselves and shit. It's like 100%. it was just fun. 
hundred percent. So talking about high school, me and you, surprisingly, I, Jimmy didn't even know this when he invited you to come yeah, on. I didn't, I didn't. But me and you went to high school. We went to Oakwood together. Same grade, same Shout age, everything. Shout out Oakwood. What do you think about the Toronto basketball or high school basketball in like Ontario slash Canada scene right now? Like, Do you think it's getting better, worse? Or is all the talent just moving to the States because that's the only place you get opportunity? Like, what do you, like tell yeah. us a little about it. It's definitely gotten a lot better. I mean, since I was growing up, you had one prep school in Canada at that time, Rita and Waterloo. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, every school is a prep school these days in Toronto and Canada. There's so many different prep schools, but there's like three or four really, really good ones. Mm -hmm. Everything else is kind of watered down. Um, but yeah, there's... You want to name the three or four good ones? Yeah, so Royal Crown, really good prep school. They produce a lot of talent, really good coaching. Fort Erie as well, Orangeville. Um, maybe I'm missing one, but those three are like at the top every year. In terms of development, exposure, everything. Um, but back to your question, the talent has gotten a lot better. Of course. But Toronto always had talent. Canada always had talent. Back yeah. in the day, it's we had Corey, Tristan, Mike, all those guys. They went to the States. Even now, our best players go to the States. Mm -hmm. Like Jovan Milicevic, 6'10", who's the best player in Canada right now. Um, he's playing in the States. He's been in Phoenix since grade 10 year. In the States, you have exposure, yep. development, you're playing against and the best competition. players. Competition, yeah, competition is, is big. mad important. Canada, you can have the same thing, but college coaches don't come here as often as they do in the States because mm -hmm. it's harder to come to Canada. Yeah, of course. So they can't see you as much. Mm -hmm. Right? So the best players, I feel like, are always going to be in the States. So whenever you're coaching a player, like, because you said you go from middle school up, right? If you're coaching a player, you see a kid with mad potential, at, like, let's say grade eight, grade nine. Are you telling his parents, like, you should go find a prep in America? Or are you going to send him to one of these preps until, like, he's ready to go? Yeah, so I usually say for their first year of high school, stay in Canada if you're really good. Mm -hmm. And then if you really put up numbers, then go to the States for grade 10, grade 11. Mm. Um, and then if they need helping out, if they need help with finding a school, I'll usually help them out. I have a lot of relationships with schools in the States and in Canada, so I help out my guys with that, too. With okay. finding schools, that's with finding pretty, the that's right fit, dope. colleges big, too, prep schools. Do you think that's a big part about being trained and not only training the kids, but having the connections for them? To get them to the next level. Yeah, I mean, I think that's big because I like to be, you know, I think I think of myself as a mentor to these kids too. So not just on the court skill development, but if they need help finding a school or help off the court with something, I like to be there for them. Um, but it's also finding the right fit. But not everybody can play Division One. So let's yeah. say, hypothetically, you got a kid from, you training him from grade seven, goes to the league, becomes like him, like LeBron, gets a $70 million bag. How much do you expect from that? I don't expect anything. You don't expect a cut? <laughs> Only thing that I tell these guys is just give me tickets and give me gear. That's it? Give me tickets and give me gear. You don't, don't want like a 1%, nothing. like a $7 million no, on the side type anything. shit? Tickets and gear. That's I'm crazy. good. You're a good you. I'm good. All right, so let me ask you this then. So it's, it's not, it doesn't really seem to be something that's too, too money driven. Obviously, you got to make a living and stuff. But like, what's your motivation behind like getting behind the kids and training them and stuff? Like, what's your why for it all? Very good question. Um... I had a couple of trainers growing up, but I didn't really have anybody push me. Um, I played in the States. I played in Serbia. You know, I played in Toronto. I think I was ranked like top 10 or top 15 in Canada for my class, 2013 class. But, you know, I bounced around a lot in high school. I went to six high schools in five years. Yeah. Who do you guys know that done that? Yeah. Nobody uh, probably did that, right? Yeah. So I didn't have the right people around me. Is that because your parents moving around or? No, just me trying listening to, to the wrong people, trying to oh. find different opportunities, going from here to there. You don't like it here, so you move, you know? Yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah. have a mentor or a trainer tell me, hey, like, do this. This is how you do it. Or having a coach, you know, call different coaches, you know, like a D1 school. Like, I had Division One interest, mm -hmm. but I didn't have an AAU coach or a trainer call schools and be like, hey, you got to offer this kid. He's really good. Yeah. That's you a need, big issue, too, in sports. If you want to get an offer, you need, obviously, you need to be good, but you need somebody to vouch for, for yeah. you, and which yeah. is what I do. You yeah, know, for that's some really of these kids now, and because I know what it's like not to have that yeah. growing up. So no, that's very important. So I'm helping them out, yeah, with that. So I'll like, take for a lot me, of pride in that. So for me, like, we have a similar story in the sense that, like, opportunity, like, the talent was there for me to play football in the states. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, bro. I'm saying I never had like the same thing. Like, I, I never had a mentor or nothing. Like, my head coach at Northern, like my high school I went to, didn't like me in the sense that, like. There would be coaches called, like, a, apparently, this is what I've heard from another coach. So, uh, apparently, like, um, a D1 school called my coach to ask how, about me, and apparently my coach completely shit on me. 
He was saying like, oh, he doesn't have the work ethic. He doesn't have this. I wouldn't recommend him, blah, blah, blah. But then like it was like my grade 12 year, I was going to transfer to a prep school. And the like the the word that I was going to transfer over there, because my best friend was over there too, got out in like the football world. And coaches started calling him, like the the, the St. Andrews coach, to ask about me. And my, the St. Andrews coach called me and he was like, uh, all, all these coaches are reaching out. You should like, can you give me your coach's number so I can like link them? And then I did. And then he was the one that told me that like, my coach has just been shitting on me for, to all these coaches. And it's like, things like that is like what, like what you're bridging the gap for is like extremely important, especially for Toronto talent. Cause I've seen so many amazing Toronto fo- football players. Cause I'm a football guy, amazing football players that don't make it anywhere just because like, we don't like our our goal isn't the OUA. People don't want to play in like UFT, York University. Like that shit is is garbage. Like it's not inspiring to go for. But like mm-hmm. if you had the opportunity to go play for Florida State or like for like Alabama or even if you want to go smaller, go to like UCLA. It's like that shit is inspiring to the point where it's like I actually have an opportunity to do something. I'm gonna try a little harder. But then no one even tells us anyone any of us that it's like they say you can play ball. But then when you play ball, it's like it's just to get a free education in a Canadian school. Like, I got a, I got a couple questions, on and it's that. not even free too. Canadian scholarships are full. <laughs> I'll say this: when when coaches are calling and asking about players, the coach has to be honest because his reputation is a bit on the line. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever get calls and you say and, you, and you're just honest about this guy doesn't really work hard enough? I'm always honest with coaches because if I send a kid to a school and it's not what he thought it was or not what I told him, then the coach is never going to call me again. Exactly. So it ruins right. my reputation too. So I'm always honest. No, so, I get so, that. But, I no, no, I but I'd you, never make the were, player look were bad. Were you the hardest worker yeah, in high I, school? I, if you ask anybody, I was the captain of my team for a reason. The only reason that like, he would call my head coach, my head coach was my offensive coach. My defensive coach is the one that actually liked me. So it was we like played D line and O line. Yeah, it's like and it's like because he did he was a teacher in my school and I was a bad student. So it's like all the teachers in my school didn't like me. But when it comes to football, I played football. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But they want a good student athlete, man. But no, of course he wants a good student <laughs> athlete. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I was the best student now, blah, blah, blah. I deserve this and that. But I'm saying like if you want to talk about football with my with my coach and you're trying to say that I don't have a good work ethic when I did have the best at work one of the best work ethics it's like it's bullshit it's like you're yeah. kind of like you're tarnishing my name for your reputation when in reality our school isn't even big enough to be getting like the schools that were calling my my coach none, no player since me has been getting those phone calls yeah, so it's yeah. like you're saying I'm going to protect my reputation but for what no because like, they don't want you to go there and fall on your face because then it makes them look bad especially regardless like, if it makes well, them look bad or let not me finish, though. let me let me land let me land when you go to a D1 school, the, the grades and stuff are really hard to keep up with, first of all. Second of all, you're such a football player, such a football player. Are you going to be still such a football player when you're fourth string? Are your grades still going to be able to keep up when you're fourth string? When we have you working harder than you ever worked and you're fourth string? That's why the coach has got to be honest. No, but like that, like regardless, like I'm saying my football passion was there. Yeah, football, yeah. I would have played fourth string or not. Started fourth string, second string. I'm going to play. I'm going to put in the work. Just school, I cannot. I I couldn't pay attention to school. Yeah. I couldn't sit but down in class. Like, do you, do you, I was a class clown. I would make fun of teachers yeah. and stuff. So all teachers in my school didn't like me, and because he was one of the teachers, he didn't like me. So quick like, question: There's a difference. Let's say your head coach was like a former NFL player, and he was super like a good mentor and was on your case about grades and stuff. You think it would have been better with grades? I don't think it would have been like a matter of yeah. If I had somebody that told me like if I follow this path, like if I have this average, I will be able to go D one. I think I would one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and that, I think that's, that's another thing that where mentors let us down too, because sometimes they're so. Uh, uh, eager to have us go and play football for them or whatever, play basketball for them, that they don't take the time to say, hey, to get to that next level, you got to do this, right? They're so worried about them in this level, right? <sighs> so how do you avoid stuff like that? Would you ever bench a player because he has bad grades and shit like that? Or how do you deal with that sort of stuff? If a player has bad grades, then he can't play. It's that simple. Really? But you're, you, but you're doing like AAU stuff and stuff, right? I did AAU the last two years. Last year, I did AAU. We won two of the biggest tournaments in Canada. We went undefeated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took only guys that I trained, that trained with me. I can mention the guys again, but Michael Nwoko, Xavier Lee, Jovan Milicevic, Andreas, they all playing college basketball right now, are going to next year. And you keep track of their grades? Um, and I always ask them about how their grades are doing in college or in high school, because when you're at a good school, you don't have good grades, you're not going to play. Mm-hmm. So it's good to s- set that tone early so when they get to their level, that level, they're not like shocked by anything. Yeah. Especially you so, said you have one player who went with the Princeton, right? I think I've seen him play. Xavier Lee, he's second year at Princeton. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. Big he's nice. He's he must really have good. great grades. He's really good. Oh, he had like a 96 average <laughs> yeah, to see, get into Princeton. Go. He played for Team Canada this summer under 19 at the yeah. Worlds, and he was their leading scorer. Um, he's going to have a breakout year, too. 6'4", yeah. very quick, 
shifty, good handle, can shoot. I like his leadership. I like his leadership. When you see him on the court, he's in charge of things. And from your point guard, you really look like Big that. time player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He is a big time guy. Saying Princeton is going to be the lock for betting this well, Princeton week. Princeton made the Sweet 16 last year. Oh, shit. When he was on the team, he was playing? He was on the team That's last fire. year. He was a freshman. Yeah, good for this, this year. This year, he's going to have a much bigger role. So I want to ask you this then. You see like all these NIL deals and these big players, like you see the Bronies, the Mikey Williams, all these guys, mm-hmm. right? Do you think you're able to uh, convert that to like, how can, I ask, how can I ask this properly? Do you think that hinders the actual basketball experience? Like what's your opinion on the NIL shit? I think it's great that college players are finally getting paid. Yeah. It's long yeah. overdue. <laughs> yeah. It's long overdue. No, I'm not saying, I'm not against, I'm not against <laughs> it. I'm saying like, do you think that takes away from the focus of the sport or even like the, the, the like you see, okay, I don't know if you follow this, but the guy named Caleb Williams, like one of the best college football players right now, he goes to USC. He is deferring, he's saying he might defer the NFL draft this year, depending who has the number one pick because he doesn't want to go to a shit team. But then he also came out, like where his agent came out and said, whoever drafts him, he wants part ownership in that team. So he's getting so much money right now in college football that he believes he has a leverage to take part ownership of an NFL team. In my opinion, me and Jimmy had an argument about this in the group chat this week. In my opinion, I think that's going too far. I feel like the fact that the NIL came in, he got paid, that's good. But then now to the point where it's like, you're trying to say you're bigger than you are is the issue, right? It's like, you are still a semi-pro athlete at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I can't speak on that situation yeah. because I don't know about it, but it's nice to see college players get paid long overdue. <laughs> they should have got paid a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, some of these guys are not going to be playing in the NBA. So the money they make in college gives them a head start to start their life after, you know, they're done playing college basketball. Mm, some enough. of these guys are making really good money in college. Um, so it's nice. Um, but also... When I tell my guys that have college offers, never pick a school based on NIL. Pick a school based on fit. Mm-hmm. Think long-term. If you pick the right fit and you ball out, then you can maybe play in the NBA. But if you pick a school based on NIL and you don't play a lot, then it wasn't the right fit for you. Yeah. So fit over everything always. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And how much do you think that goes into it? Like how much do you think coaching is... How much How much do you think like making the NBA is opportunity over talent? There's a guy named Brandon Podziemski. Jimmy might know him. He's a rookie on the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Okay, He was at Illinois last year. Illinois University averaged one points a game. Didn't really play. Transferred to Santa Clara this year, mid-major school. Yeah, He averaged 19 and 9. And he was a first-round pick That's by the Golden State Warriors. All opportunity. All about the fit. All about the coach you play for. Mm-hmm. Will they let you play your game? If you miss a couple shots, are they going to take you out the game? It's all about the right fit. So I want to go back to like what we were talking about before with like um, the European stuff and who who's the best players in the world. How much do you think of like if there's a talent pool of a hundred players, how many of the top a hundred players actually make it to be professionals? If you're saying these opportunities can be missed if like in different windows get the wrong coach in college so they can't make it to the NBA, how many people do you think we're missing out of like the hundred? Of the top 100 players. You mean in Europe or just in no the in the in general? Because I'm saying like we like I only brought up the Europe thing because I'm saying like there's op- there's yeah, talent yeah, everywhere. Yeah. There's talent I just everywhere. Like before he answers it, I would just say for in my opinion, bro, there's so many missed opportunities just of guys who drop yeah. out of high school, end up in jail, end up just saying like I don't even want to play ball. I just want to sell dope. Or guys that have bad grades in high school, can't yeah. play in college, yeah. end up going yeah. JUCO and never works out for them. Yeah, yeah. some so of those many guys of those. are for sure more talented, for sure, for sure. So, like, when I bring that up, then it's, like, I'm saying, like, how how much are we missing out on, do you think? Like, how much potential of, like, the talent pool do you think we miss out on I don't think year? a lot because usually the best players um, have the right people around them a lot of the time, not all the time. So, they get I, taken I, in the right direction. Even for me to hop in on that, too, it's, like, yeah, we could say that those guys are more talented. The NBA is about perfection, in my opinion. It's about being a perfect player that's going to – you could take the coaching that they give you not argue with them, take it all, become a better player, the type of player that they need you to be. Also, they don't have to worry about you off the, the court and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. don't have to worry about you getting caught up in scandals and shit like that. And it's like, yeah, that, so it's like, not only, like, you, you have the talent, cool, but you might not train hard enough to reach your full potential, and you might get caught up where it doesn't even matter how hard you're working, right? So it's like the perfection of it. We need perfect players who are going to keep their nose clean and listen to everything we say. That's a huge part about what the guys who make it to the NBA. I get that, but I kind of want to give pushback to that because I feel like, especially for, like, the conversation we're having now, I feel like college players, especially, have more of a pressure on them than NBA players. Like, 
not expectation wise, but for responsibility wise, right? So it's like an NBA player, you literally just have to show up on game day and ball. Don't do anything stupid. No, don't let no club get do, in the fight. Don't they have do, do community no. outreach and all sorts. You don't of stuff. have to. You don't they have, have to. to. They, they have to. NBA cares. But you again, that, that stuff isn't like like a, a hindrance to like if you do bad in the community outreach, we're just not going to play but you hey, anymore. Shit. If you make the NBA, it doesn't mean you're going to stay in the NBA. Of a course. lot of guys don't make it to their second contract. Of course, so a lot no, of guys make sure. the first contract and then. They don't play in the NBA after that. They can't. A lot of guys can't accept their role. But do you, yeah. okay? But I'm saying, do you think that's because of they have too much responsibility on them, or they just don't fit on like they don't have like the e- like maybe an ego check? Like, so if you make the NBA, yeah, you're probably the best player in high school, the yeah. best player on your college team. You have the ball in your hands all day long to yeah. create. Then you make it to the NBA. Let's say you get drafted by the Suns. You're playing with Bradley Beal and KD. They don't need you to dribble 10 times yeah. before you shoot. Go to the corner, make open threes, play defense. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys can't accept that because they haven't been used to that. Of course. So they can't accept their role and they have a hard time and then they don't make it mm-hmm. past three, four years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an interview Gigi Jackson said a couple weeks ago. He played at University of South Carolina, number one player in high school. He's like, I thought I was going to come to Memphis and get in my bag. Nope. Go to the corner, shoot threes, play yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. But can you accept your role? Mm-hmm. Most guys don't. I'm saying more. A lot of guys don't. Yeah. I'm, like I 100% agree with that. It's always an ego check every level you and go then, up. Look, you got you got guys like PJ Tucker. He's obviously not the best basketball player in the world, yeah. but he's playing his role to a T. Yeah. So, to a T. Yeah. No, of Good course, of course. I agree, there, right? I obviously <laughs> agree with that, and I, I don't disagree in the slightest. Like I think there are players that have to get their egos in check, and a lot of people can't do that. But I'm saying more. In the sense of responsibility as a as a student athlete rather than just an athlete, like the fact that when you're in college you have to go to classes. When you're in the NBA, you have team meetings that are maybe an hour long, right? It's like you have way more responsibility as well, a really student think it's athlete. It's like easy to be an NBA player. I think it's a lot. I, I know it's a lot easier to be a professional athlete than a semi pro athlete. I know it is. When you're a college player and you're really good playing for one of the best schools, you don't really go to school, classes. School, like yeah, it's secondary. School is secondary. And the yeah. Basketball is number one. When you're playing for one of these top, top programs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, obviously school is there, but they have it a little bit easier. Because like, yeah. they know, the teachers know they play on the ball team. So, you know, oh, you didn't do your homework today? Mm-hmm. Okay, bring it in next week. Like, But the fact is they do they have give to still wake leeway. up and go to classes, though. Like in the yeah, NBA. Absolutely. Yeah, bro, in the NBA, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure in the NBA. Plus, it's an 82-game season. Some of these college guys, bro... They could have an off game and shit like that. Just chalk it up to I'm still a kid. If you're in the NBA, brother, you have to be on point. See, for I did, I think it's the other way around. I think in college, every game is way more important than the NBA. Because in the college, they're every, every scout is watching you. Like you're, they want to watch I, your I, bad I, game. I to saw see where Brandon you are. Miller have plenty of bad games this season and go number two in the draft. But like, and, what, what's and, a bad and, game for Brandon and Miller? On top of that, let me land. This guy gave his friend a gun that he went and murdered someone with. And still got drafted number two in the NBA. So all this pressure that you talk about to be <laughs> Yo, perfect. You want to be one of these I white announcers. It. I just want to bring I'm, up no, the worst just, part of these niggas' life. And shit. Bro, I'm saying you're acting like <laughs> as if they have to be perfect. They don't. Like like he's saying, when you can hoop, bro, that's kind of like that's it. As long as you just you're you're at the right place. He's at the school. Okay, is he is he on the court? Okay, that's it. That's the conversation right there. Not really, because like yo, you have way more pressure. Because like when I'm saying like you said, Brandon Miller had you saw him have a few bad games. It's like his bad games aren't going to be like I'm Kawhi Leonard. Games. I'm going to sit out for this whole fucking week oh, because okay. I'm tired. Bro, it's Kawhi like, Leonard you know I mean? has won two championships. Bro, Dude, or don't C- compare Brandon okay, Miller to Kawhi Leonard. You want to go say like Siakam? Like Siakam will have games where this guy puts up like four points. You can't be doing that and then be a number two pick. You can't. Siakam doesn't show me the last time Siakam scored four points. Like I guarantee you, last year he had like three, four games under ten points, and it's you like think so? well, he played the whole game. Yeah, you think so? Yes, and okay. it's like. Okay, it's, but it's okay. like I'm okay. just saying you're not a lot like you, it, as an NBA player you're given the Brother, leeway you, because you have, have a, a contract that says 42 million dollars a year you're not allowed to score less than 10 points in a game okay. and when he is doing shit like that that's the type of shit that will put you on the chopping block in but, my opinion but the chopping block is like is still established that you're in the NBA you're pro- like especially when you're that like when you're up there that high you're still probably gonna go to another team when you're Brendan Miller and you're literally playing. For every game matters to like where your draft stock is, and your draft position it matters to like where you are in the rotation when you make it to the team. Like I feel like you're playing for way more. I hear what you're saying. Maybe it's a, like- diff- it's a difference of opinion, right? Yeah. What What do you think though? Like what What like when you're coaching your guys and stuff? Mm-hmm. What's the type of stuff that you're really like warning them about that you're constantly saying to them? Like you know, like I'm sure you have a couple a couple lines that you're always saying in their ear, right? Yeah. Uh, always work hard. Always, always work hard. You're gonna have days where you know. 
You might not want to work so hard. Mm -hmm. You're not motivated that day. But if you're the number one player in the country and you have a target on your back, guys are going to come after you. You got to stay in the gym, stay focused, have the right people around you, um, right circle. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have the right guys around them to show them what to do and how it's done. And they don't go that far. So let me ask you this thing, because you said you work with Patrick Patterson, right? For the Raptors. Just for two weeks over the summer. Okay. Do you think... Okay, well, I guess that you wouldn't be able to judge it as well. Like, yeah, like an NBA player that you worked with for his stand. Like, you don't have to say his name actually, because it might be shitting on him. But do you think there's like an NBA player that you've worked with for a like a substantial amount of time that isn't as hungry as these guys on the come up for you? Like these college players or high school players that like for work ethic wise. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in the NBA that have zero work ethic. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to like. A lot that, of guys in the NBA. So you feel like like they made it, and then now they're like they're settling down. But yep. it, and that's what I'm trying to say. So like the college players, because you haven't made it, you're not even allowed to set. Like even like think about a, what day off, right? Like the, you're every day you're brother. fighting. It's okay to have a difference in opinion. No, okay. we were just talking about it. <laughs> I want to hear his opinion on it. We he never got to speak into it. There are guys in the NBA it. that don't have the greatest work ethic in yeah. the NBA. Yeah, and those are the guys that. You know, don't go, don't have a 15-year career. They might have a two, three-year career. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of guys that play in the NBA for three years, and then after that, you don't even hear about them yeah. anymore. They don't even stick overseas. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention guys' names, but... Yeah, that's what, guys in the that's NBA, what I'm saying. That's pressure. Guys in the, in the NBA that go overseas, some of them get cut from their teams overseas. Some of them score less points than they did in the NBA. Mm -hmm. People think you go to Europe, you're going to be an all-star. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Very yeah. few NBA guys went to Europe and were like... An all-star type player. Has yeah. there been any like? I know the China Europe league and did it really good. I know a lot of people went to China, like Steve Francis. A guy named Quincy Miller. Shout out to Quincy. Okay. One of my friends. He played for the Denver Nuggets. Then he went to Serbia. Then he was an all-star over there. They have yeah. like they love him over there. That's so, crazy. That's and good and for him. There's guys. This, my final thoughts, kind of on that. You got to remember, you're saying all these college guys got to be perfect. They're all hungry. That's why they're they're the ones putting the pressure on the NBA guys. Because yeah. if he's not 100%. on point for, for when his second contract comes around, there's a guy someone right always there, there so to replace you. Yeah, exactly. Sixty players get drafted every year. Yeah. So you have to be ready. Well, how Stay many ready. are drafted or touching the league too every year, right? At least, so, exactly. least I'd probably say fifteen to twenty. So we probably yeah, got like yeah. an eighty new crop of That's guys crazy. every year. Yeah. And guys coming in from Europe too. Yeah. This year you had five or six from the, Europe that came. Ooh, I want to ask you this. So we were talking about it during draft day. We had a podcast after we were talking. Jimmy said he absolutely loves the fact that there's all these different levels of people getting drafted in the first round, right? So, like, our first, like, 10 picks, I think it was two that came from the NCAA OTE, or something like that? OTE, OTE. So, there was, like, a bunch from OTE. There's a bunch from overseas. There was a bunch from, like, all around the world, right? Because, like, the Real Madrid, like, um, was it Real Madrid that thing yeah, played one for? Of the, one of the yeah, kids, like, three yeah. guys that came from that team, right, in that just draft? Where Victor I, came from? There was, I know there was two top picks. Two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two so from like, the French team, but it's not Real Madrid. It's Victor some French team. and Bilal Koulibaly. So do you think mm. that's good for the sport of basketball, that like the, the pipeline for basketball is no longer just NCAA? I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think this is the best thing, because now you have players coming in from all over the world. Like you said, there's talent everywhere. Mm -hmm. Guys coming from Europe, Africa, China, like, doesn't matter. G League Ignite. G League Ignite. <laughs> Overtime Elite. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like guys like Luca and uh, and Jokic definitely opened the door for all that because like you can see that you have star potential. There's never yeah. really been no Brandon, but, Brandon Jennings went to Europe. So did uh, Lamelo. Well, Lamelo went to Australia. Yeah, like, a few guys have done it the different way, and it does work. It opens up paths. Mm -hmm. But a lot of guys still overlook the European game. Victor Wembanyama played in a good league in France, and people thought, "Oh, it's not going to translate over to the NBA." Or was, when Luca won Euroleague MVP at 17 years old, yeah. it's the second best league in the world. That's he won crazy. MVP at 17. Yeah, yeah. I don't nuts. know how he's going to play in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know Euroleague. They don't know how good it is. But you have you have Ricky Rubio too, where he gets hyped up to be the next big thing, and he comes into the league and he's a very very pedestrian role player. Of yep. course, he's a great point guard. But he, he wasn't Euroleague MVP at 17. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but they did. But right before Luca, they had told him as the next big thing. Uh, yeah, so he kind of ruined it for. So Luka you're a bit. big, big on Luca, huh? Who do uh, you have? Actually, I like his game, but I'll say it straight: I don't like that he complains on defense. Oh, he complains a yeah. lot. He's a whiner. But he's a superstar. He's that's, a superstar, big time what... player. Talent level is crazy. Top five player in the world. But I just don't like one thing about his game. He's got to get back on defense. Stop talking to the refs. Yeah. Yeah. Stop not, talking to the I'm refs. I'm just saying there's not a lot of superstars. There, obviously, there are. You can find your handful, but there's not a lot Maybe of superstars, superstars that want to play defense like that, right? Like, they are like, give me the ball in offense. I'm going to well, take the best my players break on in defense. the world. Uh, Jokic doesn't really play defense. Yeah, that's either. what I was going to say. He doesn't play a lot of defense, but. <laughs> 
Kawhi two-way player, Paul George two-way player. Can you still put Kawhi in your top 10 LeBron, players in the world? LeBron two-way player. Kobe Bryant of. two-way player. Yeah, yeah. Michael definitely. Jordan. LeBron's just getting funny as he gets older. He uses his IQ a lot and he, and he, and he points a lot. He's like, hey, you go there, do my job over there. I'll, <laughs> I'll take your job down here. <laughs> LeBron does a lot of that these so, days. I know you're the best player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic. No, Jokic is your favorite. Best player in the NBA, not my favorite. He's yeah. the best. <laughs> He's the best. Nikola Jokic, number one. Number two. Don't you dare say Luca. Number two, no. Nah, how is it <laughs> Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. Nobody can argue that. Won a championship 30, 10, and 10. He passes, he shoots, he dribbles. Yeah. He yeah. can do everything. For sure. No argument there. Joel Embiid is there, but his playoff performance last year. No, no. Um, Giannis, I have okay, a number thank two. Thank you, thank you, thank so you. So another European, Jokic, Giannis. Um, this is my top five, no order. But Jokic, Giannis, top two, and then you have Kawhi is there when he's healthy. Yeah, when he's That's healthy, a he's ass. a top five player in the when world. When was the last time he was that healthy? That's a big That's ass. Okay. When, he, when he is, KD's healthy, he in is. the top five. Yeah. KD's in the top five. You put Jason Tatum there. Jason Tatum's getting there. Getting there. I don't Jason think Tatum's there. getting there. I'm just saying a lot of people have him top five right uh, now. Probably Steph. Steph and Curry. Yeah. Oh, for Steph sure. Steph Curry. Not even a question. So that's yeah. only four. You only need Steph, KD, Jokic, and, and uh, Giannis. Is Luka number five? You're going to squeeze it? I might have to squeeze SGA. in Luca. I might have to yeah. squeeze in Luca. Oh, SGA, you're crazy. He's, getting there. Oh, he's nice. He's nice. Shea Gilgis is in there too. Young he's Canadian. Top ten. I'll say this for for SGA. I want to see like say. Remember when James Harden was taking the league by storm, and then they started to referee James Harden as James Harden. I want to see when they start to referee SGA as SGA because he does a crazy push off. It works. He drops a lot of people with it. But his push off is deadly. He stops on a dime and pushes you. And if he starts getting calls for that, that's a big part of his game gone. Mm -hmm. Well, like, I feel like the impact, to, to be one of the greats, you have to impact the game. And the fact, like, me personally, my favorite player is James Harden. And I, well, one of mine. And I feel like the fact that the NBA had to change the rules to stop him. Speaks to his greatness. It speaks to his greatness. Like, you have 100%. to change the rules. Like, if he found the loophole that and exploited it to the point where, like, didn't he have, like, the second most 60-point games in a season or something like that? Like, he's amazing. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. He's, he's nuts amazing. For a while. But, like, yeah, no. So, you don't really... Okay, so when you coach or when you're watching basketball in general, what are you looking for mostly to see if a player has potential? I want to know what that is. Like, what's your your first keys? Is it like the grading system? Is it like intelligence? <laughs> is it like the basketball IQ? Is it like just pure athleticism? I can teach you everything else. Yeah, I mean, definitely the shooting and the touch. Mm. Shooting and the touch and like ball handling. I think every player should be able to shoot and handle the ball, whether you're a guard or a seven footer. Like. The big guys that I train, they can all shoot threes mm -hmm. and they can all dribble like a guard. Mm -hmm. That's the way the game is being played now. So um, skills definitely, but then also their understanding of the game, their IQ. Mm -hmm. And also if they're not having a good game, let's say, are they, you know, doing the little things to impact winning? Mm -hmm. Are they, you know, playing defense? Are they rebounding? Because you're not going to score 20 points every game. Are you going to impact winning every game? Do you think... Playing NBA 2K can raise your your basketball IQ. I haven't played 2K in 10 years. You never played 2K. Oh, I played 2K growing up, but I haven't played in 10 years. Damn, so this guy's on your right. No, we're just asking for the kids, though. Do you, do you think that helps their IQ? Do I think 2K helps their IQ? I think they should watch real basketball. Okay. Mm, okay. Not video games. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll agree with that because, bro, I know, I know someone who doesn't watch any basketball. I'm not going to say names. They don't watch any basketball. They only play 2K. The IQ's not there because the, no, you always no. have the ball in your hands. Do you know what that? You know what the rec is in that in in two K? Hmm? The rec. There's this thing called the rec where you and five friends will go into a game. Everyone has their own personal build, so you have point guard one to five against another team's five, and it's like in that in that five on five full court game, you are running full plays. You are running like like someone sitting in the pocket in the corner where you get a pick and roll screen drop whatever. So it's like the, these you still have to have. Some knowledge of basketball to be able to succeed in that, would you not say? It's like a simulation. It's not real life. It is so. a simulation. You know, of yeah, course, I'm not saying you're not playing, but if we're talking about just the IQ of the game, it's not the talent. We're removing talent because it's a video game, right? We remove talent, but like to understand how the motion of defense rotates and all that, would that not be relatable? And like from like a baseline standpoint, at least. Go on YouTube and type in Jelko Bradovic, <laughs> best coach in Europe. You can see a lot of his systems on YouTube. You want to get a better understanding, IQ, YouTube, or watch film. Mm. Yeah. Go on Synergy, watch games, break down film. 
I'll break down film with guys. I did it last night till two in the morning, actually, with one of my players. Mm -hmm. We were on Synergy. We watched every one of his possessions from EYBL this summer. EYBL is a top AAU league. Mm -hmm. It was Jovan. You saw him work out a couple weeks ago. Every possession he did, we saw it. Bad shot. What you could have done better. Why did you turn the ball over here? Why did you do a fadeaway in the post? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how you break down fans. That's how you get better. You staying up with him till 2 a.m. Till 2 a.m. last night. That's you forcing him or he's just like that? He wanted to do it. He's like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I just had dinner. I'm watching film. He goes, okay, can I watch film with you? Boom, okay. Typed in his name. Watched every possession. I didn't think we were going to watch everything, but we did. So and this is good. why you deserve the one point one percent of the seventy million dollar check. <laughs> no. Fucking two a.m. Oh, tickets, you the ass. Are you tickets crazy? and clothes, gear. That's it. And they bring me back gear all the time. Yeah. Hey, end of the day, I feel like a lot of these guys, when they do make it, they're gonna want you to be around as their trainer. It's just a full. It's seamless, right? No, because the NBA has their own trainers, right? Or off no? season, off season. A lot of guys stick with their trainers they had okay. from day one. Um, some guys, you know, change Does the price trainers. go up. Does the price go up? Yeah. Does the like the hourly rate go up? Pocket watching, yo. Hold up. You're good. You're good. These are the important questions. Stop pocket watching our guests, bro. What's wrong with you, bro? These are the important questions. You're working with like if you're working with high school kids and millionaires. Everybody pays the same, bro. Damn. I only asked the 2K questions, by the way, because this guy beside you lives on 2K. I don't play 2K that much no more. You don't play that much? No. No, really, huh? Brother, I'm a busy man. You are. I, I, I like see 2K. You I, I, I play every year for sure. Yeah, I saw you like, posting your story like last week that you put up like 40 in the wreck. Yeah. That, bro, <laughs> I, I, I play once in a while, and when I play, that's how I play. I'm just showing people I still got it. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny, though. But no, that's sick that you, like what you're doing, especially because I've known you in high school. We haven't seen each other in like maybe 12, 15 years. But like, just this, like I've, seen you on, I've seen you on Instagram and stuff. So it's like I always kept up with what you were doing, especially like... Um, Working with like the Toronto Raptors and all that, I thought that was mad cool. Like, my boys would be talking about it and shit. I think like your growth and where you've came from is crazy, and it's really like inspiring that you people are, people can make it without being the Hooper himself, right? Like you can still make a career out of basketball without making it to the NBA, making it to the Euro leagues or whatever. But I want to ask you this: one thing I will say, huh? I still play my guys one on one. I still play them in shooting competitions. I haven't lost a game of one-on-one in two years. <laughs> I won. I win pretty much every shooting competition, so I still show them I have it. The other day I pulled up on him. I still show them I have it. <laughs> so this is. I was gonna. I was actually gonna lead. In, I was gonna lead up. into this question because when I was in high school, you were on our high school team. Well, I was. It was only grade nine that we were there. We were. We were freshmen out of like the senior class. But when you were on the senior team, you weren't the star of the team. You weren't like the best player. But how did that relate to now you can coach all these best players? Like, if you're not... So, if, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. So when I played for Oakwood in grade nine, um, we had a really good team, a good junior team. I would say it was me and um, a guy named Adam. We were the yeah. top two scorers on the team. And then grade 10, I played junior as well because I know on the senior team, I wouldn't have the role that I had on the junior team. That was an offset year. But right, I right? played offset. They called me up to yeah. play offset. And we won offset championship. And I hit some um, clutch free throws. You did. Um, but I didn't have a big role on the senior team, but you know, it was a good experience and we won and that's all that matters. Yeah. So I'm asking like, usually you would equate like the best players to be coaches, right? So if you, I I wouldn't, you wouldn't No, Michael Jordan's a terrible coach, but no, but you, you, well, yeah, but I'm saying like, like for example, Deion Sanders, you're, yeah, that's why he's breaking the mold though. Yeah. I don't, I want to say he's breaking the mold. I feel like there's a lot of NBA players that convert to coaches like Tyron Lue, like Steve Especially Nash, point like, guards. A point guard that translates well. The so other I'm saying, like, much. without, like, I'm trying to not be disrespectful in the slightest, yeah. but without being the <laughs> best player in the world mm-hmm. or in like your your age or whatever you want to call it, how could you convert that to being one of the best coaches? Because yeah. clearly you're coaching better than a lot of yeah. people. Well, I would say um, experience. I played in Serbia too growing up when okay. I was younger in grade nine. I played for a team called Red Star, mm-hmm. one of the best teams in Europe. So I got that. Um, experience over there and then I played in the States for four years growing up in different high schools Um, I played in Canada obviously so I played in Canada USA and Serbia Mm -hmm. and I got different coaches to coach me growing up so I took a little bit of stuff from everybody and put it into my own system and now the way that I train and coach I feel like I bring the international feel and the international um, coaching style where everybody has to be skilled and Mm -hmm. um, talented and be able to shoot, dribble, pass, like I said, to play the game at a high level. And then um, also, I'm a student of the game. I watch a lot of film. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of games. 
I go to a lot of games. I go watch all my guys yeah. play. You're passionate. So You're passionate. This is what I do so, 24-7. So what's your end? Like, do you have an end goal? Like, like for example, if NCA comes knocking and says, we have an assistant head coach position for you, you dropping everything and going? So that's something that's been on my mind the last mm -hmm. couple months. Um, and yeah, that's something that I do want to do. But the end goal is to be in the NBA, to be a coach, to be a head coach in the NBA. That's the end goal. And I know that... It'll happen. And I know that I can get there. I know that I can get there. So um, I just have to basically leave my training business behind here, which has been tough for me to leave because um, I feel like it's done pretty good. Yeah. So I have to find another trainer. So if there's another trainer out there, if you want to work with me for a year, then I can go to the States a lot easier. Hit him up yeah, in the DMs. Hit, Hit me up. up in the DMs if you're a trainer. Shout out your Instagram I'll, coming. I'll say this to the question you asked him because I was almost a little offended for him. <laughs> Greg Popovich, greatest basketball coach of all no, time. Of or Coach K, let's say, for example. They weren't all-stars by any means. I don't even think they, either of them played in the NBA or if they played in the NCAA, it'd be minuscule minutes. Like, Coaching is not the same as playing. A lot of guys who play really well. So different. Yeah, they get too frustrated watching other guys because they're like, oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. That's their kind of disposition as opposed to where you get a really a guy who wasn't able to do it himself he's able to understand why someone's able to do it and why someone isn't able to do it and he's able to break it down properly mm -hmm. and you also got to know how to motivate your players yeah. not everybody you can talk to the same way some guys you yell at them i yell a lot some guys break down some guys all right he yelled at me i'm gonna pick it up yeah there's a guy that was on my team last year um nigel hilton who's at a division two right now he's gonna have a breakout year He's with him, I would have to yell at him if he was playing bad, and he would look me right in the eyes, and he would know what time it is, and he would turn up mm -hmm. 25 points, 30 points to finish the game. I would say all kinds of things to him, and then there's guys, <laughs> you know, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, they might cry, or they might... But it's also I mean? respecting, so right? You got to know how to motivate them, but once they know you have their best interest in mind, mm -hmm. they trust you, and they want to... They want to listen to you and they want to play for no, you. No, for sure. And that's a, like a respecting that you have to earn as a coach. You can't, you're never just given that. You can't I just spend a lot in. of time with them off the court yeah. too, right? So for sure. So I think we got to, we kind of got to wrap up the episode, but I want to get some predictions from you for the NBA season. I want to get the MVP prediction. I want to get the defensive player of the year prediction, the sixth man, coach of the year, NBA champions. Let's start with NBA champions. I think in the finals, you're going to have. Boston Celtics against the Denver Nuggets. Okay. And who you got winning that game? And I got Denver Nuggets. Back to back? Back to back Jeez. this year. Denver Nuggets back to back Jeez. this year. A little okay. Jokic bias there, isn't there, buddy? Denver Nuggets back to back <laughs> this year. Coach of the year, Mark on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think he's going to be the coach of the year this year. They have a good team. Name. They have a great team. Yeah, I forget his cool. last name, but yeah, his name is Mark, coach of the year. This guy knows him on a first name um, basis only. To my boy, Marco. On, Mark, I forget. You know Greg, the guy from San Antonio, Greg? <laughs> and then I would say the most improved this year, I think Jordan Poole's going to have a breakout year. I think yeah. he's yeah. average cool. 27 yeah. points per game, I if said not more. The other day, huh? 27 <laughs> points per game because he's going to take most of the shots. And with the he Washington is their whole Wizards, team, yeah. He's yeah. their best player. Him and Kuzma. Kuz. Um, coach, uh, sixth man. Who's even coming off the bench these days? Yeah, a, a lot question. of guys coming off the bench. Um, Marcus Smart will end up coming off the bench for the Grizzlies by the end of the year. J.R. Smith. What? <laughs> he hasn't been in the league yeah, in three, not, four or five years. Uh, That's why I think. I think. I think it's hard to say who Christian Wood, but Christian Wood, especially if Anthony Davis is going to miss some games, he'll get a big role on that team. Six man know. is hard to predict because you don't know the rotation. You don't know the rotation. It's hard to predict before the season starts for sure. Okay. What else was there? Well, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Ooh. It's either going to be Victor Wembanyama or Chet Holmgren. I think one Ch of those I like two. Chet. Yeah, I like hard to say which one. Yeah, but one like of those Chet guys. Too. I like Chet, and I like Victor, obviously. All right, I have one question for you then before we go, like around the same thing. In the NFL right now, there's a guy named Puka Nakua. Absolutely nobody knew who he was, taking the NFL by storm, like playing absolutely insane. Do you think there's a player like that this year in the NBA Come that's out coming out of nowhere, like a rookie? Like that maybe might not be drafted or a late second round pick that you you see could have the potential to be like a 18 point player, 18, 18 three points? and three or something like, you know, something crazy. Because that's what like this guy Puka's doing. He's like third in the league in receiving yards and shit. Fifth round pick, Fifth round pick. like a, like absolute nobody before the draft. You put me right on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> give me somebody. I'll give you somebody. I don't know if he's going to average 18 
but he's going to be the backup point guard to Shea Gilgis, one okay. of my friends. Your friend, yeah. Vasa Micic. Okay. Who, like I said, was the best player in Europe. Now he came over to the NBA, and I think he's going to do really well. Oh, he'll make Six, five, noise. point guard. Give me a predicted line then. Like a, like a 12, him, of, a 12, one, and five? Probably average about five to seven assists. Maybe 10 points. 10 and five off the bench. 10 and five off the bench is solid. Yeah, it's very it is. solid. Three, four rebounds a game. <laughs> All right, so I, I I like your predictions. We're gonna we're gonna mark this down. End yeah. of the, cal- the NBA season, we will pull this back up and see how accurate you are. <laughs> okay, hold you accountable. Um, do you have anything else that you want to like shout out? Like maybe shout out your your Instagram, your your program, your training program, so people can know where to find you and stuff. Yeah, like that? so my training program is called All for One. My Instagram is Philip Music four one six F I L I P M U S I C four one six. You can follow me there. Send me a message. Um, shout out to. You know, all the guys that work with me, I think they're going to have a big season this year, all those guys, and I'm looking forward to seeing them and How tracking them. How many games do you think you're going to this year? I'm actually going to the first game of the season, Princeton against Rutgers, November 6th. Okay. I'm going to New Jersey for that one, so it should be a good one. Yeah. Um, he's, at, yeah. he's at games a lot, bro. He watches a lot. I go lot to a lot of games, lot. Yeah. but I go to games where my guys where play. Where your guys I don't play. go to random games. You, you wouldn't want to go to see a Jokic, Toronto versus Jokic? I would love to go to a Toronto Yokes. Yeah. That would be a game I'd love to go see. <laughs> we'll make that happen. All right, Jimmy, anything else you want to get off your chest? Nah, I'm good. Just tap in with my boy Phil, man. Especially if you got any kids and you like, you know, you want your kid to be a hooper, you can get them right for sure. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate Thank you, you coming on. on. Thank you. Thanks for bringing me. That's another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. Peace. Peace. Peace.